I don't think I'll bother with the music. I might just sort of cue us in and we can we can just start talking. Didn't you say it usually gets you in the mood? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Thanks, man. All right. Let, let's let's play the music. Hello, my name is Brian Martin, and you are listening to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Running Technique Tips Podcast, and that music has got me in the mood, Lisa. You're right, I need the music to get me going. You need a cue. How are you going, Brian? It's been it's been a while. It's been too long. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it's feel been nearly like, three weeks. It doesn't feel like it, though, from my perspective, because just the days have blended into weeks, which is nearly blended into a month. So I, uh, I've just, my head is just buzzing. What about you? Yeah, my head's spinning a bit. Um, it's been a fairly ordinary period in terms of running and there's been a bit of other stuff going on work's been busy studies been cranking up yeah there's 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 lots going on and I think I, I think I might have messaged you last night doing a few things at the moment none of them well yes. that's often my trade actually I've often said that I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none so mm. you've, uh, I reckon you've taken my title from me or at least you've joined me in the contention of the title I have joined you and um yeah, during the week I was reading this this beautiful article about the joy of being lazy and being slow and having lots of time to consider things and I thought, oh, that's that's the life that we should be leaving, uh, leading. That is the life. Well, that's why I think actually the last time we spoke I'd – I'd cracked it. I um, was about to buy a house in Byron and uh, oh, yeah. life, life was changing. <laughs> and fast forward three weeks and life's been out of control. We did buy that house in Byron and uh-huh. uh, life is kind of getting faster before it's about to get slower, I think. Yes. There's light at the end of the tunnel and it probably is a train. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what have you been doing? We'll start with you. Okay, well, um, running recap such as it is is going to be fairly limited because I think I had said that uh, it was a miracle to this point that I hadn't been sick throughout the entire entirety of winter, given I've been surrounded by coughing and hacking and sick-looking people on public transport and yes, at work. Yes, I remember you saying that now, and I swear I said that you're going to jinx yourself. <laughs> I know, and sure enough, um, about two weeks ago I got sick and... It's been like I didn't get. I'm pretty sure I didn't get the flu because that just, as as we know, just completely wipes you out. But um, I've had a bit of a bit of a lurgy. Um, let's call it a an advanced man flu. Um, yeah, maybe a virus. And, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I've had I've had a bit of a let's call it a, a cold, and that has restricted me over the last three weeks to. A sum total of about 17 kilometres of running, 23 kilometres of running and 16 kilometres of running so far this week. And we're recording on a Saturday, so it's not going to be a big week this week either. Probably going to be about 25 to 30 k's, depending on how far I decide to go tomorrow. And yeah, I, I was just looking at my heart rate data this morning when I went for like a 40, 45-minute jog and, yeah, I'm running slow, the heart rate's high 
Uh, I'm not quite sure whether it's the loss of fitness from having done very little running or the fact that I'm still just a little bit sick. I, th- I think it's probably a bit of both. Mm, I reckon it's de- yeah. I reckon it's more the sickness. Like you know, when sometimes when you're unwell and you you've been quite unwell and then you start to feel a little bit better and so you think, oh, I'm fixed, but then give yourself another week and then you realise, mm. oh, hang on, I, I still had a little bit further to go. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm still producing a bit of. Uh, yeah, still a bit snotty on the runs. Didn't want, didn't want to say it, but I think I just apologies <laughs> to anyone who's eating right now. But yeah, there's still stuff coming out, so I suspect that means that I, there's still a little bit of sickness hanging around. But it seems to be getting less, which is I'm taking that as a good sign. Yeah, yeah. So you've done pretty much no racing. I think there was a was there a cross country over those? No, one got cancelled. I think so. You, you didn't yeah, do that. there was a there um, was an athletics Victoria no? one that was. No, I haven't done anything. Uh, no racing, and that's just mostly been jogging, as I described over those those three weeks, <laughs> because I've been not well. So yeah, not much to report on the running front. I've been done. I've managed to sneak in a couple of gym sessions along the way. So just try to keep in touch with strength as I go. Um, but yeah, do you know what we've um, we've been very consistent with our apparent lack of cross country and road racing in this cross country <laughs> and road racing season? So <laughs> I think we not do this one again because I reckon it's put a curse on us. Put a curse? Oh, no, I reckon we, we can we could give it another go. But yeah, yeah, look, you know, it hasn't been too bad. We have got out and done a little bit here and there, and I've got a couple of things coming up, although. I think last time I spoke, I was getting excited about, and maybe this is another reason why I got jinxed when I started thinking about setting goals for the Burnley Half Marathon and maybe trying to have a crack at a PB there. Uh, So I'd say Um, that's definitely out the window at this point, (laughs) given that's only two weeks away. Oh, no. Um, But, yeah, I do have the the Flinders Island pub-to-pub race coming up next week, um, which is a – so I think it's about 25 and a half kilometres. And the week after that is the Burnley Marathon. So I think I'm going to be treating both of those races as glorified training runs given given the lack of preparation. I think you need to. I can't believe that you're talking about those. Like I feel like it was this time last year that you first spoke of going over there and you're really pumped for it and it was some crazy windy day. (laughs) And I just I can't even remember what's happened between the 12 months. Just sort of fast forward and we're here again. Here we are again. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the Flinders run, not because I'm going to run fast, but because this year we get to run in the opposite direction. So Ah. last year it was Lady Baron to Whitemark, and this year we're starting at the Whitemark pub and finishing at the Lady Baron pub. So it significantly changes the profile of the course as you experience it because last year it was basically a gradual series of inclines for probably the first flattish for the first uh, 10 or 12 k's or so big climb up and then the last sort of um, six or seven k's sort of downhill into white mark so this year we've got steep uphill at the beginning and then sort of moderate downhill to flat towards lady baron in the in the later stages of the run so going to be very very different to run at this time hopefully the wind will be behind me yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like last year. But is it a race or is it more just like a community sort of event? Oh, no, it's a race. Okay. 
Don't worry. People have got bibs on. Uh, yeah, they take the time. There's prizes for the winners okay. um, for people on the podium. So, yeah, don't worry about it. It's a race. It's a race. Okay. Well, I just wasn't sure because I know that you're pretty much there for the community element and the pie and chips at the pub afterwards. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, last year I think it was roast pork rolls at the finish line, which was amazing. So I'm yeah. hoping there's going to be something similar to that on offer because uh, I reckon I'll need to refuel after running uh, nearly 26Ks. Yeah, hey, you never know, right? Like after just having these sort of three weeks where you have been unwell, I think you will have turned the corner by the time you get over there. You might just have an absolute blinder. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think, you know, what, what I'm going to concentrate on doing is trying to run up that hill without blowing myself up early on. And then just, you know, just run a solid kind of, uh, I suppose it'll be kind of like a marathon pace effort maybe um, towards the finish um, at Lady Baron. So yeah. just basically, yeah, my goal in life will be to not go into the red zone throughout that race or to, if I do not be in there for very long. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, good luck. You've uh, cut down my happy optimism with sheer reality. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, reality bites. I think having been sick and done very little running over the course of the last for three to four weeks, um, can't be expecting too much. So, yeah, I will. I will be enjoying the community aspects, and I think I mentioned last year the the locals who organise it put out some nice little motivational quotes on every kilometre marker. So I'll be able to take those in. Yeah, we'll take, take some them of in the, and uh, relay them back to us next week. Uh, I'll try. I could. I, I found last time I just couldn't remember what they were. So maybe maybe I should um, carry my phone and photograph them or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, so um, I don't think you've been doing a load of running, although it sounds like you're you're back um, and the calf is now whole again. But yeah, maybe maybe where do you want to start? You've had lots of things going on. I've been pretty busy, but let's start with the calf. Um, okay, because the last time that we had spoken, I. I- I wasn't quite right and I was um, going to my amazing physio and I thought, oh, great, you know, I'll be able to um, see her and everything will be fixed. So I saw her and she actually said to me, oh, look, you know, it's not a stress fracture, you know, it, it's seeming okay, just have a couple of days off. Uh, I was actually going to do the Sydney Hubbard 10K and I seemed to have a bit of a <laughs> – last year I didn't finish it and this year I didn't even start it. So uh, – <laughs> They sent through the entries, you know, get get in early for your entry next year and I just hit delete, thought, nope, two from two. You know, I think if I enter the third one, maybe it's third time lucky, but I'm not feeling very lucky with that race. So anyway, ditch that. Uh, the following week I tried to get back into some running again and because I'm always just super optimistic after I see my amazing physio because she just has this magic touch. And mm-hmm. I went out for my first run and I felt actually worse than I had felt in the previous sort of two months. And I just, I was really worried. I came home, I only did 30 minutes. I iced my sheen. It started to feel a bit better. I had another three days off, tried again for another 30 minute run, got through it. But then just I was just throbbing like have you ever had where just you know whatever sore it's just like a constant throb no matter whether you're sitting standing lying Mm. and I just I predicted the worst at that stage because it's been pretty much going on for three months so you know I've been off for three weeks and then back on for a week off for two back on for two and I just sort of said I've got to get to the bottom of this so I went and booked in for a scan to see whether or not I had a stress fracture. And that itself was an ordeal. Uh, 
I think we've got a very good medical system, but this particular um, instance was a little less than ideal. But I finally got my result and it it ruled out any stress fracture and it ruled out any clotting Mm -hmm. around the calf area as well. And then, yeah, so that was all fantastic. And then the most peculiar thing happened. Is it osmosis? I don't know what was it. It was if the minute I got that result, I had no pain. Like literally mm. even touching it, the, the pain had completely gone and I went again to go and see my physio and she said that just sometimes the body's way of healing itself is there may not be something, you know, super sinister, but to heal mm. it actually gets worse, like really, really bad, and then it all just goes away. And I'm not kidding you, that's exactly what happened. Mm. Wow. So. Yeah, so it was fantastic that it wasn't a stress fracture. So then I decided that I was going to stop being a bit of a moron and trying to pick up every time back from where I left off and we're going back to basics and it's just gentle jogging, you know, maybe five days a week, get that base again. So that's pretty much what I've been doing and I have managed to get out quite a few um, good runs, a couple of 13Ks, a couple of 14Ks. Uh, so I did a, a couple of weeks of, of that. I sort of did, you know, one day on, one day off for a while. And then this week I've managed to string, I think I actually strung five days in a row together in varying time frames. And I'm saying time frames because I'm being very strict to this running to time and not to distance. Uh, so I've done, you know, 30 minutes right up to um, the longest run I've done was an hour and nine minutes. And then I've gradually started to throw in, I guess, a bit of, we'll call it threshold running, but sort of easier threshold running. So I did 4Ks in the middle of um, mm-hmm. a 13K run at sort of 4 minute 30K pace. And it, you know, and it actually felt pretty easy, to be honest. So I'm taking the slow and steady approach. And uh, I'm actually am running tomorrow. So it's the Athletics New South Wales half marathon out at Homebush. And I believe they've actually got nearly 1,500 entrants, which is fantastic. All right. Because yeah. um, often there's only about, a you know, maybe three or 400, but uh, they've, they've really, I guess, marketed it quite well. And it's actually quite a good run. I like it. And, um, you know, way back when we sort of started planning this road racing you know, sort of um, stint, this was going to be a bit of a target race, but uh, <laughs> a bit like you and your Burnley half in two weeks, mm-hmm. this is now a, yeah, just a Sunday long run. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, so that's that's been me, but in some exciting news on the running front, which got me very, very excited and uh, we'll, we'll pick apart this as, as the Very, sport. very, very excited. Yes. Okay, I'm excited now. <laughs> Um, I have been accepted into the Tokyo Marathon 2020. I've got my little sub-elite status, which is, you know, boosting my ego temporarily. (laughs) Sub-elite. Isn't that – so wasn't it actually (laughs) semi-elite? Let's Uh, get this accurate. (laughs) I don't know, actually. Maybe. Maybe semi-elite. Is there a difference? I I don't know. I just – I think you sent me – I'm pretty sure it said semi-elite, and I thought, yeah, that sounds – 
Sounds, yeah, sounds about right. Oh, we'll go that. We'll go with semi. We'll go se- like semi sounds better than sub, doesn't it? So, we're well, going. you know, hey, I'm just jealous because I'll be ne- never, ever, never be anything word attached to elite. So, um, yeah, even if you're semi elite, oh, that's still an achievement. Well done. Oh, thank you. So, we'll go with that semi elite Tokyo Marathon 2020, the 1st of March. And so, everything from now and then, all roads lead to Tokyo Marathon. And mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners, I've thrown it out there for. Brian to sort of guide the marathon oh, training part. Uh-oh. So I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> but with one proviso, we can't be as unplanned as Brian likes to be. There needs to be an, a, an element of a little bit of a plan <laughs> that we can okay. massage together. So, um, are you sure that's a good idea? I mean, seriously. Yeah. No, look, I think why not? Let, let's give it a go. And look, you know, we've obviously got quite a lot of ideas from going from the, the New York plan and, and how to change a few things. And one of the biggest things to really make sure that is I protect this knee and not get it into the danger zone before the race. Mm-hmm. So, um, but hey, look, I'm so excited. I actually booked flights that night. Uh, wow. I booked accommodation the next day, so I'm literally I'm completely organised except for the actual training element. So um, right, so we should probably have a meeting about that at some point. Yes. Maybe we should re- when we do that, we should actually record it. I don't think I'm quite ready for it today, but no, um, no, no. I think that's a good we, idea. Yeah, we could pick we it apart and see where we record our planning meeting. <laughs> um, It'll be planning planning to not be too planned but it'll still be a plan yeah yeah exactly so look i'm i am really excited about that i had already decided that if i didn't actually get in through um either the ballot or my sort of semi-elite status that i wasn't going to pay to go to this one and i was feeling a little bit lost because i hadn't really had anything planned as a backup so don't have to worry about that now it's all all settled in and um yeah first of march 2020 and I think when you floated the idea of <laughs> me, and I'm in, Brian in inverted commas coaching you, that you said the the main goal was to get you to the starting line uninjured and healthy. Exactly. And given given you've you've paid for your flights and accommodation, I think that that really is the number one priority, right? <laughs> Yeah, look, it really is, and um, I think I think we mentioned this quite a bit last year in the whole New York and your, your Melbourne lead up. That fantastic quote that you found, which was something along the lines of, you know, for a marathon, get to the start line, 80% trained, but 100% healthy or, or something along those lines. Yep. I've probably yep. stuffed that up a little bit. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's so true. You know, New York, I was not healthy and I was injured. <laughs> so uh, I, I definitely want to change that for this one. Yes. And, look, you know, given how you still managed somehow to run – three hours 15 or just under in New York in a state of illness and uh, and injury, if we can get you to the start line, like even 70% fit uh, and healthy and uninjured, you'll probably run faster. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too because last year um, I, I was really – I was so untrained from the element of having had um, a baby. So obviously having sort of a fair bit of time off and so – my general fitness and even my confidence levels, like I remember thinking of going into, a, I think I did a 5K track race, used it as a bit of training, and I was terrified of not even being able to break 20 minutes and run four-minute Ks, whereas, you know, sort of a year later, now having all of that under my belt, 
I'm starting to think, well, maybe I could run four minute Ks for the whole marathon. And I know that it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big leap, but you know, running, That's a big leap. running is so much about confidence too. So, and I, I really mm. didn't have as much confidence, you know, last year as going into this one. At the risk of our coaching meeting starting, um, I think I think like setting expectations for a four minute K marathon might be uh, <laughs> against against the spirit of getting you to the start line uninjured and healthy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm I'm sure, but we'll we'll park that and we'll chat about that in a couple of episodes time, maybe. But um, yeah. So that's been me on the running front, but I've got sort of two other pieces of news, and the other piece of news is around my heart. Mm-hmm. So I had booked in to see um, another cardiologist and I have since gone to see him and we spoke in great detail around my past and the, the previous heart surgery and, you know, how that came about, which included like signs and symptoms, which is what mm-hmm. I didn't get sort of out of the, the prior cardiologist and then we spoke around to sort of, you know, recent times and what that means around how I'm feeling and signs and symptoms. And then I showed him all of the, I guess, the diagrams that I had from all of the output from both the Garmin and then that heart cardium band that I had. And, you know, he sort of took it all in and analysed it and pretty much said, well, there's a fair bit of what you're saying that sounds very normal, but then there's elements that sound very abnormal. Um, yeah. And, you know, before we make a decision one way or the other, let's try and drill down sort of to that next level. So that was really um, that was really comforting. And so he actually got me to wear a heart halter and I did post a little um, snippet of it on, oh, our, <laughs> on our socials, just in our story. So um, it would have gone by now, but anyone, I think maybe two weeks ago I wore it. And so I effectively had to wear this tiny little um, box, like think of like a little, uh, like an old school walkie-talkie, like an mm-hmm. old school walkie-talkie that I sort of clipped onto my my trousers or my skirt and then I had about six uh, little cords with the stickers. I, I don't actually know what those things are called, um, but stuck all mm. over my chest and electrodes, maybe or something. Maybe, yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll go with electrodes. Had them okay. stuck in various. Sounds better than stickers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> A little electrode stuck on, <laughs> and um, I had to wear this for 24 hours, and so that it could effectively, I guess, see patterns of what my heart was doing around that time. And then he said to me, well, go out and put yourself in the situation where you've been feeling these types mm. of, you know, heart palpitations and out of breath, so on and so forth. So in theory, it is all really good. But this was two weeks ago where I wasn't sure if I had a stress fracture. I hadn't run for <laughs> um, two weeks and I certainly have not been doing any training for probably about oh, five or six months in around that sort of 320 to 330 zone where I was really feeling those types mm. of symptoms. So anyway, I thought, well, look, we're just going to have to give it a go. Um, So I took myself down to the athletics track one night. I think the top temperature reached maybe 10 degrees. And as you all know, I don't cope well when it's under 20 degrees. (laughs) So I was freezing. I was so um, tentative on the calf that I didn't do a huge warm-up and went and did a 3K time trial on the track on my own. My heart rate didn't even get close to that 
two, you know, 205 to 210 range that I had been seeing. I think it maxed out at maybe 175. Mm. Um, but my quickest pace was, oh, well, my average pace was a 348. So I did 1124 for a 3K. So, which I was actually pretty pleased about off no training, but uh, <laughs> I, it didn't get the desired result, but there was really nothing I could do. Um, yeah. So no useful data out of all of that experience. Or? So I'm I'm not sure. So I had to hand that back in. I've got one other test that I need to go and do. Taking some bloods that are looking at certain different um, functioning elements in my body, and then mm. I think I actually see him next week or the week after to sort of have a look what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that he did say whilst I was there, and we did an ECG is he came out and showed me the result of it and there was nothing you know particularly alarming in it but what he did show me was the patterning of my heart even at rest and what it showed was how irregular it was even at rest so it was you know it, like this big spike um, but you know the spark mm. might only be to sort of sixty beats per minute, and then it regulates again at like fifty, but then it drops down, and then it regulates again, then it goes back up. Yeah. This pattern was sort of like happening from window to window to window. So, you know, maybe that's a similar thing that's happening in exercise. I'm not sure. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, so at least got to be able to you know, try something different, and we'll hopefully have a bit more of results in a couple of weeks' time. Sounds like you're probably going to have to go out and have another go at doing that like really stressed data gathering exercise when you're a bit fitter yeah um, yeah well and that's probably the other thing that I'll discuss with him and maybe you know in the summer season that we're getting nearer to when I've got a bit more speed under the legs rather than you Mm. know walking being injured on the sidelines and uh pool running yeah, to maybe pop that in and maybe even in a race environment because realistically that's where I have been seeing because I don't Mm. know about you but I can't push myself that hard in training. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure is very common, right? You know, you get to the race and that's often where people want to give 110%. And uh, I'm a bit of a chronic under-trainer more than an over-trainer. So trying to get me to do it on a random Tuesday night on my own, uh, no, as soon as it hurts, I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) let's back off the steam. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so that's well, a good point. I will discuss that with him as well. So very good. So that's the second update, and the third update is I have uh, just recently been appointed as a board member to Athletics New South Wales. So there you go. I'm uh, Lisa, the <laughs> athletics administrator. <laughs> no, so I'm joining the ranks of administration, and uh, yeah, look, it was um, a I think I'll call it stressful, but sort of I don't know kind of it was I don't know um character building at the same time so having to obviously go through the application process and then yeah describe describe the process how do you get elected to the board of athletics new south wales yeah well I'm sure it's not as rigorous as say a a corporate board (laughs) but um so ask for nominations you simply just put forward your nomination and then depending on how many nominees there are compared to positions it then turns into effective like a voting, effectively a vote. So therefore all the nominees need to then prepare um, a document which outlines, you know, who they are, what they've done and why they're particularly suited to the position. 
which then gets advertised for all of the people who are um, able to vote to be able to review. And then on the night of the AGM, uh, all of the nominees have to stand up and actually put forward their pitch um, and same thing, you know, who they are, what what they do and, and why they are a particular asset um, or potential asset for the board. And I that was the part that I was terrified about. <laughs> and it's not the public speaking element. It's the public speaking element when the topic is me. Uh. <laughs> I... I'm just, I have never been able to, I get very nervous when I'm talking about myself. I've done years of speaking in front of large audiences and crowds and things with work and talking on a work topic and zero, zero issues. But the minute the spotlight turns on to me and becomes quite personal and intimate, I uh, I get pretty nervous. So I uh, I was pretty anxious in the few days leading up to it, to be honest. <laughs> right. And and yeah, I, I did hear that your speech did have uh, quite a personal element or elements attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the other terrifying thing was that uh, we were only given two minutes and we- I must admit, this was an oversight on my behalf. They did say that in the email correspondence that came through and I sort of looked at it and disregarded it thinking, oh, surely, surely they're not going to have a gong. And I even said to you, do you think that they'll have a gong and, like, kick me off stage? And the general consensus was, no, don't be silly, they'll let you finish. And uh, so, you know, put the speech together um, with with the help of yourself, which is fantastic, and... uh, got there and they said you've only got two minutes and we've got a buzzer and a timer on it and I actually (laughs) think I turned white (laughs) yeah so speech speech wasn't very long though so no 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 but when I had practiced it it was about three minutes 40 and oh okay right yeah Yeah. but I think you know when you're sort of saying it to yourself versus when you're presenting you often speak a bit quicker I think when you're presenting so I can't actually remember the first sort of 20 minutes of the AGM because all I was doing was scribbling, rewriting notes, reshuffling, putting things in order and going, I don't even know how long this is going to be. So anyway, got up, delivered, and it's one of those things that once you've done it, it's never actually that bad that, you know, compared to what you're making it in your head. So, but anyway, I was was fortunate enough to be elected and uh, official duties will sort of begin in the next couple of weeks so um yeah look i'm looking forward to a different phase uh different sort of you know transition and not just being a participant so, so i did anyway. ask you and i can't remember exactly what you said in response to be honest but what, why are you doing this what are you hoping to get out of it um <laughs> personally and professionally yeah definitely so you know i've been in athletics i yeah it's, i think i started i did, reckon i did my first race when i was about five And I really want to start to look at the sport from a different angle in being able to put back and give back in a different way and not just being a participant. And I think from having so much sort of corporate experience as well, hoping to maybe bring some of that professionalism and work, you know, obviously within the boundaries that they've already got in place, hopefully being able to contribute so that our sport just continues to grow over the next however many decades. Sounds good. Um, And so do you have a feel yet for what 
like the frequency of meetings and the kind of things that you'll be talking about at the meetings and you know, work you, that you might have to do between meetings? Yeah, so your frequency of meetings is between sort of six to eight over the 12 months, uh, but yeah. what they'll actually be talking about, um, I've got an introduction in two, I think it's two weeks' time or about a week and a half time, so I guess I'll get the lay of the land as to, you know, what the mm-hmm. strategy is going forward, what's hanging over from the previous year, um, and you know what are the topics going into the to the first meeting of the year? So, yeah. So watch this space. Very good. Well, that, that is exciting. Yeah, and... life has been so busy. Oh, and I started my uh, my study on top of that too. So, hence why I don't actually know what day of the week it is, where I am, what I'm <laughs> doing. <laughs> and I just nearly missed our recording slot because I was writing my assignment. So, um, yeah, we're both uh, nerding out on the books today. <laughs> Yeah, so things have been a bit crazy, but I guess looking forward, you know, I'm really just wanting to get this base to become injury-free and really starting to ramp up. I've got a few sort of ideas in my head around races coming up that are not going to be races. They're going to be solid hit-outs in preparation leading up to the marathon, but I won't spoil that mm-hmm. now. We can we can debate that uh, maybe when we, re- we record the Lisa versus Brian training plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of thinking we might get to the end of that meeting and you might just decide to um, <laughs> get another coach or do it yourself. <laughs> Dear, um, I, w- I won't take it personally. No, no, no. Well, that's good. Uh, I wouldn't either if you sacked me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of, I have a suspicion one of us is going to get sacked yeah. <laughs> during this process. <laughs> oh gosh, but um, yeah. So that's really been it. Life has been just so crazy hectic. So hence why we haven't recorded for. About three weeks, hence why we haven't particularly got a topic for this week. We we did have no. one that we were mulling over, but neither of us had really prepped for it very well. So I didn't really want to yes. just put out something half-baked. Yes, very good. So, yeah, we just have a bit of a general catch-up and let everyone know that, that we're still alive <laughs> and still running, if only barely in my case. And, uh, yes, we've got a few things um planned you've got a big marathon coming up and uh yeah i've got a couple of races in the next couple of weeks as well and i have i must admit like turning now to what to what's coming up i was just thinking about what i would do for a longish run tomorrow and during the course of this week i've just been thinking oh it'd be nice to get out and do two hours but i've just basically cast that idea aside and uh reverted to yeah just doing whatever it is that um i feel like i might be capable of tomorrow so something of at least an hour but not too much more than that i would say and uh leave the two hours plus for the uh for the run on the island and that'll hopefully get me a little bit of fitness for the half marathon the week after and you don't want to go into a run you know tomorrow where hey you might get through an hour and you're actually feeling pretty good so in your head Mm. you commit to that second hour and because where you're out running you know unlike me who just does loops of you know this 4k circuit you can't get 17 k's out and go oh i'm not feeling that good now (laughs) because you've got yeah i know (laughs) i know if i take my usual loop that i've been doing and out in the forest i'll this kind of turnaround point is is probably about um, ten, at least ten kilometres away from the house. So um, yeah, if you if you're going out that way, you're making a fair commitment um, to get out there. 
Okay, one thing I did think about was I might even I, I could one thing I could do if I have time is to actually like walk for um, maybe twenty minutes or half an hour at the beginning of that loop, so I don't actually run for as long, and that will get me to that bottom of that hill that I usually do in a bit better shape than uh, than what I normally would be. Mm. Yeah, or you could just do an easy hour and save it all for Flinders Island. <laughs> I, I I may do that. Yeah, um, save save my hill climbing legs for there. Yeah. So what about you, Lisa? You you're been doing a bit more running than than me mm. and you're well coming up sort of- I've got this half marathon but my day tomorrow is just I'm, I'm really not looking forward to it so the half marathon starts at 7 30 but it's about a 45 minute drive away from my house and uh so that'll be an early start dropping children off um at friends who can look after them I then after that have a full day of uni on campus and then after that, we're driving to the snow, so we'll be at the snow for a week. So I think I've got a. You just, didn't you just get back from holidays? Like, a few, <laughs> how many holidays do you have? I'm a serial holidayer, so. Uh, you, you sure are. <laughs> we're heading back to Byron in about ooh, maybe six weeks too. So, um, right. I, I actually said to someone during the week at work, I said, I "Only work so that I can holiday and shop." <laughs> <laughs> so it's sounding pretty accurate from where I'm sitting. <laughs> yes. um, so, and I've got a few little kind of things here and there um, that I had either entered or their club runs. And again, mm-hmm. a couple of them I had sort of semi targeted as hopefully a bit of a performance. But I'm turning that all on its head now. And I'm doing, God, I can't believe I'm even saying this. I'm doing a Brian and I'm going in with really no plan for these events and if I happen to be feeling great I'll go for it if I don't well then I won't um and there's everything so you know there's a half marathon tomorrow there's a couple of 10ks on the road there's a park run and I guess the good thing when they are club runs or runs that are you know not things like Tokyo Marathon um you, you can kind of go into them feeling relaxed and and if and if it's a good one it's a good one there's no real disappointment Absolutely, and they're you know they're a good chance to just do that that sort of controlled sub threshold um, running that's going to be so important for your marathon build up anyway. So starting mm. all of those nice and easy and just keeping keeping things solid rather than um, going into the red zone, you'll just get nice and fit and strong from doing those. Yeah, I had made a comment on one of the one of our other um, recordings that I actually really enjoyed the whole marathon where you had this one big event and all these other little you know, races, but you kind of went into them as training. Um, it, I found that it really suited my hectic lifestyle because I was getting that element of oh, I'm, I'm around and in an event, but I'm not putting so much pressure on myself plus all the other stresses of life and children and work and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I actually ended up having quite a few good runs with that type of thing, whereas I think I've gone into the start of this year and this middle half with these big expectations. I've got this great base and going, well, that should mm. that that should actually just translate into some great performances. So I've been putting, you know, these multiple races every couple of weeks pinpointed and haven't done any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I may have commented to you during the week that I really think you're a sub-threshold animal. Like you, you are just you can run really fast at that that sub-threshold pace. So um, you kind of 
when you're targeting the marathon, you really have no need to kind of really put yourself out there um, and put a lot of stress on your body. So I think that's going to be a centre point of our coaching discussion. Yeah, (laughs) I think it is. We've we've thrown a few ideas over text and you've totally refuted me on a couple of them. (laughs) 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 Which lucky it was just text because I could turn the phone over and ignore you. You totally didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I could feel that sort of coming through. What, because of the three-day silence? <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if she took offence at that. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, so that's me. Look, I'm hoping to pull up okay after the half tomorrow. I might do a bit of posting. God, even our socials have been pretty much dead because we've literally, yeah. we've, you know, I'm not sure anyone really cares about having a picture of you and us sitting at our desk studying. So, well. Uh, yes. No, not exciting. Not exciting. Not I'll exciting. try and get some pictures from the island that, that'll, that'll uh, make for some good social media fodder. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, it's good. We sound like we're both back. We're on a path. It's getting sunny. Summer's coming. So my uh, my whole attitude is going to change as well. Excellent. And I reckon we should do our coaching meeting and make that part of our next episode. So yeah, done. let's schedule that in. Done. Let's do it. All right. Well, let, that's a wrap. I think we, we need to get out of here. Um, it's I'm sitting out at the Dalesford High Performance Centre in the car. It's dark. It's time to go inside and get in front of the fire. <laughs> Oh, enjoy that. I'll chat to you next week. Okay. You have been listening to the Running Technique Tips podcast with Brian Martin and Lisa Biffin. See you next time.